So how long has have have you been doing Desperate Pleasure podcast? April of last year. Yeah, it's been a Damn, year. Damn, one year. I missed the one year anniversary. Yeah, hey, me too. I forgot about it. Sheesh. It was. Um, hey, I was listening to your podcast and I heard you talk about your birthday. And I text you, and I was gonna tell you like, "Damn, my bad, bro. Like, I'm busy." <laughs> and you didn't text me back. I didn't. No, no I'm like, I had were you to. That salty. <laughs> hey, uh, I have that pettiness where if someone doesn't say happy birthday to me, I won't say it to them. Man, <laughs> I mean, no, that's how it is. I didn't. I didn't make a big deal about my birthday. I'm like, let me only like content that people like my stuff. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't get anywhere then. No, um, I didn't. I didn't make a. I didn't make a big deal out of it because I, for some reason, my birthdays after after a certain age, you're just over it. Yeah. So, and um, especially us, we in that you, the uh, dirty years. You realize that uh, you're like a third of the way through, and you're like, "All right, well, time to just slow down and enjoy it." Man, it sucks. It sucks being a third of the way through. Just think about that. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not ready. To be going to the doctor every three months. Oh, and then you gotta get the uh, the old. I gotta. Uh, actually, I'm I'm overdue for some blood work. I haven't done blood work since I was 26. It's it's been a couple years for me too. This is kind of scary too. The thing is, is that you gotta start worrying about your health now before it becomes a problem. Yeah. And, I mean. Yeah, I was just telling someone the other day, like, my experience when I had COVID, and I was saying, like, that changed my life, like, physically, because, like, I honestly thought I was going to die, and I felt like I was in the worst shape of my life, like, I was eating cheeseburgers and pizza and that fried late night chicken diet. every day, uh, La Estrella, and I'm like... Like that's that's not gonna get me nowhere, and I, I I literally like I felt like I was on my deathbed, and I promised like you know if I if I heal from this, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna you know eat vegetables and fruit every day. Like I'm gonna take life serious, and I did go on a run. I went um, when I recovered from COVID, I had uh, went to the gym four months straight every single day, yeah, seven days a week, like. And that's why I would post on Instagram so people could see, like, look, like, I'm not capping. Like, this is serious. Have the, the uh, daily newspaper so people knew the date. So, yeah, I remember every story. Like, every single day. Every like, day. Four months. Like, like it was exactly six months later that I ran a marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to really get in shape. So, I caught COVID last July. So I could do like a one year update. Yeah. Like, you know, one year ago I was out of shape, had COVID, thought I was gonna die and look at me now. Are you are you filming something for it? Um, I am actually. I am. It's gonna be one year. You know, string it together and then where are you gonna put it out or is it a secret right now? I mean, you know, I do a lot of TikTok content, so for sure it's gonna be TikTok, but I don't know the other platforms yet. I was gonna ask you, your TikTok your TikTok's entertaining. I'm gonna say that right now. I was showing my uh, my homeboy the uh, the one where you're uh, dancing and it says you're oh, in yeah, her yeah. DM and I'm you know <laughs> and that one made me laugh and I had I to try to keep it. it broad like like most of my content is comedy yeah because if you know me like you know I'm a comedian yeah. like like I just joke about everything but I still try to keep it like broad like I don't try to like I don't want people to be like oh Byron he does this like. I went like, oh, wait, he's acting, he's serious, he's joking around, he's putting sports content, Yeah, he's doing music, like, he's doing everything, being like, a, I don't want to just be in one lane, like, I want to, pony. yeah, I want to keep people guessing, so I try to, I mean, and at the end of the day, like, you're real, that's like your resume, like, you know, yeah, you know, now in this virtual world, you know, you don't really need to go on interviews, they see you on the internet, and they could cast you, you know, that's, email you. Your uh, your new resume is how many likes and, and followers you got, the content you put out. Man, but, but I I started a TikTok for the podcast, and we'll see where it goes. But like you said, I'm trying to keep it. And not you just one gotta minute. you gotta you know Gary V said post four videos a day. That's a lot of content. That is a lot of content, and honestly, I like it's crazy. People like will think that I'm like posting a lot. But I, for the last three months, I literally only been posting three videos a week. 
Yeah. And it seems like a lot more, but it's really not. Like, I know, and what I tried to do for a while was stack the interviews. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay. like, all the... You, you should start clipping them, too. Like, get, like, yeah. a 15-second clip from this, you know, podcast and, like, put it on there the next day, post another clip of the, you know, the same podcast. That would be easy to stack. But yeah. like, like, this morning I had another podcast before I came here. And I'm trying to do at least two a week. And then I can, like, release them and delay them and have them stacked for the weeks I can when I'm too busy. Yeah. But that's too tough. The most I ever did in a week was three... Hey, I was gonna ask you, is there a reason why you gave me the black microphone? No, <laughs> wow. Hold on, we're getting. You guys up. got that right. Dang. No, he I just, he, I just thought it went with your shirt. Look, look, look at this, guys. He got a, a, it's a white microphone and a black microphone. You want to trade? We can trade. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I like to stay on the dark side. This is, I, this is the one I've always used. This is my first one. No, this is joking. my lucky one. And, and it, <laughs> hey, take it as you will. <laughs> It doesn't matter. We got to say the racist jokes for outside of the podcast. You know, we don't want to get canceled. Speaking you know, of Danny's uh, still growing his content, you know. I get canceled before uh, before I even have lift Man, off. I, honestly, I remember one time I made a, a tweet about Michael Jackson, about his situation or like with the younger people. And it literally got, it was posted for like 10 minutes. And it had like thirty interactions. I had to delete it. Like it was just too much for me. I'm like, I can't go viral. Like, I don't want the Michael Jackson people to come after me. Like, <laughs> you know, I, his fan base, like, they're, they're worse they than think uh, BTS got a strong fan base. Michael Jackson fan base. You have uh, grandmas and their kids, and then their grandkids. Everyone's gonna come for you. Man, you know, I did that with the. Uh, so they, I saw. I keep seeing all the abortion stuff and. You know, all this uh, crazy stuff. And I made a comment about one of the things because they had unfactual, like, like uh, things. They said that 10% of people that get one die. I'm like, that's not not factual. And I... What, abortion? Yeah. And, and I made, I mean, I made the, the Hell, comment. that's a big number. That's no right. way. For one out of every 10 people? This girl's getting a... Remember, like, yeah. Planet Parenthood was like Seven Eleven for there. There was there was one girl we worked with. She got four in, in like a year or something like that. Like she was yeah. out of control. No judgment, you know. Hey, like, yeah, we, you can but do whatever you want. But if if it was true that you know one out of every ten would would kick the bucket, I you'd be real nah, cautious. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's, that's so. So I made the thing and I was like, hey, that's not factually spreading misinformation. And they. uh they said, well, you know, and this is a Catholic uh, little Instagram page, mm. and, you know, your boy is Catholic. And uh, they said, you know, that's what... Uh, being hey, Catholics are low-key gang members, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're crazy. They're the mob. They're I remember mob. when we got him a quick little side story when he got um, baptized. Because I'm Christian, so, like, you know, you guys do, like, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yeah, like, yeah. the... And then you guys are doing something, something else. I'm like, are they gangbanging? Like, it was just like, <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, yeah, it gets crazy. What is it? They like, do the, they do the big one, and then they do the little, little tiny sign of the oh, crosses, and they do them all over. Oh, you know? okay. I'm like, it, I just, I'm looking around. I'm seeing everybody with the hands motion. I'm like, am I in a county jail or is this the, this <laughs> church? Like, they do the, the hand thing, and then they, they mumble in Latin. No, but then this this dude hits hits me up on the on the comment section. He goes, "You're being a hypocrite. You're saying something outlandish, and and you have no source." Yeah. And he goes, "That's what being Catholic is. It's being a hypocrite." Yeah. Like, and the source is me. I'm the Catholic. Bruh. But I I've been trying to stay out of the comment section. And if you want to be misinformed, I was gonna say sometimes the comment section will ruin you, bro. Like. <sighs> People come for me, like even on TikTok. If you go through some of mine, people come. People come for me. And I mean, you're the roast master. And I even tell people, like, l- literally, the caption of the video would be like a crying, laughing face. So, so people would know right away, like, this is a joke from the get. And they were still like, "Oh no, you didn't!" It. And like, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, it's, uh... they come for you. Like, oh, you think you're cool or? Like even watch. Let me show you this video. They're like, uh, they hate, bro. They really hate. But uh, yeah, man, TikTok. I remember starting from the bottom, like zero followers, zero people following, and I'm like, I I, I remember my first day. I posted like five videos, 
but they weren't even like live videos that I was doing. It was just like so people could kind of get an idea, like, like yeah. what what am I doing? But um, bro, people people really comfort in the comments, bro. Like I I honestly had to stop reading the comments because they they get a little crazy. I remember, and then like people make assumptions. Like with my kid and stuff, I'm like, man. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you see like, that one? I thought it was a TV, but yeah, no. Nah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so clear, man. But um, all right, never mind. I don't want to waste time looking for a comment, but yeah, people, people really yeah. come for you. Know, I'm like, it gets even so bad sometimes. I'm like, should I delete this? But um, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, should I delete the comments or should I just like, I mean, obviously not respond to it, not acknowledge it. Like, but yeah, I remember I put a, a YouTube video out of me playing the guitar yeah. and some guy told me you should drink bleach. Like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know what I did? I deleted the video. I was done. I was See, like, no. like people, damn. But you know what they say? Like, even though they say like, you know, obviously those are harsh comments and, you know, bad, you know. But um, like they say, there's no bad publicity. So like the more engagements, like that's considered yeah. even the hate is considered an engagement. So the more engagements you get, like the more pages, you know, the for you pages or the, you know, the um, damn. I look. You should turn this off. It's kind of distracting. <laughs> Not like kitty videos. <laughs> Like, like I, I was trolling on those Catholic pages because, you know, I if you fight fire with fire, it's like dogmatic judo. Like, yeah. I, I know what they're going to say, and I know how to beat it. And I was trolling them on the on the podcast Instagram page, and then I just started seeing the profile visits just stack up. And I was like, let's do it. Man. But... You got to be ready. At the same time, I'm, I'm on the other side of that, and I'm being like a keyboard warrior, and... I'm not trying to be malicious and hurt yeah. somebody's feelings. Sometimes but. don't let me be drunk looking at my comments. I'm like, I'm going to roast everybody. <laughs> you mess with the wrong one. Hey, speaking of that, my Twitter, I mean, my Twitter, my, my TikTok used to be a burner account. So I was literally, I was the biggest troll ever. <laughs> I was a troll. So like, I literally had like five followers and like, like two p- people following. Like it was small. So I would just go on people's lives and I would just shred them. Like, and it's like, nobody knows it's me. Like, I don't have any followers. It's true. But, like, the more I build it, I'm like, damn, I can't do that anymore. Because, like, it's more personal. People know it's me. I got more followers. Like, yeah. But, honestly, that was honestly my funnest TikTok days. Just, just, just being a troll. Like, I was, like, I would, it, it was funny. Like, I would troll so much. Like, um, I, like they would delete me out of their lives. <laughs> they banned you? Yeah, they would ban me. That shit was crazy. Oh. I. It's fun. I uh, if someone's being a jerk on on a on a social media page, I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to be ten times worse. Well, yeah, you know you have to teach them a yeah. lesson. I think my charger's not working. This is crazy. Yeah, how do you beat a bully by being a bully? Yeah. Facts. It's a doggy dog world out here. But the uh, what is going on? Hey, what happened? With, you saw what happened to Chappelle? Yeah, that's crazy. And then uh, Dave Chappelle had me late for work for three days because yeah. I work I work on Sunset like on the, in the west side of Hollywood. Yeah. So coming from Pasadena, I have to like pass pass through the Hollywood Bowl, like either going Sunset or going Forest Lawn. So literally the whole like Coenga, Hollywood Boulevard, Franklin, super crowded. Like, but uh, what amazes me, they said the guy had a gun on him with a, like a knife on the end of it or something. That's wild. And they didn't charge him with anything. Be, that had to be a or setup. They didn't give him a felony charge. That had to be a setup. Maybe. He uh, knows too much. The uh, the thing I like at the end, though, Chris Rock was like, is that Will Smith? Yeah. Which, I mean, poor Will Smith. He's abused. But That's a whole other story. Did you see my video about the Will Smith? Like, the... Um... Uh, where I was, where I was acting like I was like Will Smith. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard that song? So it's a. Um, I don't know if you heard of the rapper Joiner Lucas. He's like yeah, East yeah, Coast I've rapper. Heard, I've heard him, but he made a song about Will. It's pretty dope. I gotta listen to it. It's, it's actually pretty clean. I know he's got that. Uh, and the video was dope too, cause like he like did all of his characters in the movies. Like, oh wow. Yeah. 
I gotta check that That's out. That's creative. I know he has that one song I've always seen with the the dude with the, the mega hat and rapping. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, the one white that, person was like. That was yeah, my introduction was, to him. Yeah. yeah. That video went viral, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That I was, actually I actually worked with him a couple times on Bodyguard. Oh, okay. Yeah. The like he's just in the area like personally like one on one. No, nah, like like personally, oh, we okay. we were like with him, like my old boss, like he he had his account, so we would like travel with him, and um, it was cool. Do you sign a lot of NDAs? I do, I yeah. do, but uh, with him we didn't. But um, that was my first time ever going to Boa Steakhouse. Have you ever been to Boa Steakhouse? Yeah, Did too- I talk about it last time? I don't know. I don't think you mentioned Boa's. Uh, it was. It was fire. Best, uh, maybe the best steak I ever had in my life. I don't want to say that because yeah. like Pasadena, we got Flemings, Ruth, Chris, and Houston's. But I'm, it was I'm going to Houston's on Sunday. Yeah, so let's see how crazy it gets. What a, what a cut do you get? Uh, me, uh, I'm a baby about it. I get the New York. Me too. Yeah, I don't like too much fat on the on the meat. What, uh, you look like a medium rare guy. I do medium. I actually, I actually do well done, but I never like to be that guy that you order something and then you got to send it back to the kitchen. Yeah. So, um, where was I at? Was it the berries? Might have been berries in uh, Beverly Hills, but I I ordered a steak and I told him like well done, and then you know it came out like cut and it was a little bloody, mm. and everybody's like, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. So I tried it and actually wasn't that bad. Maybe medium well. Yeah, but I heard some like I hear like crazy like oh you get salmonella like never eat it if it's bloody and then other people like that's not even blood. They eat it raw, like like just seared. Me, I I like it a little more thoroughly cooked. Uh, If if blood's still pouring out when I'm digging into it, mm, it's not for me. Now we'll say when we gonna start the podcast. I thought we just started it now. I was. I'll just chop up whatever we don't need. Yeah, but I mean, but it wasn't. You know, this is pretty smooth. Yeah, but um, you know, just like just having a normal conversation. That's that's what it should be. Who you talking to, bro? No, no. Hey, kids be tripping me out sometimes. Talks to people in corners. Yeah, like. Mm. I don't know if you saw that video of the guy. He's talking to his his little girl. And he's on the computer, and the fridge door behind him just opens up by itself. And he kind of, like, turns back, and he goes, huh. And so he goes to, like, he steps over, like, this little childproof gate. Yeah. And the door just opens up again. He just books it, takes nah. the kid, and gets out. Which, I don't, I'm not a big believer, but I've had stuff happen where I'm like, ah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Victoria's Secret was weird. Oh, yeah, everyone used to say that they saw Toby in the back, that little... Yeah. I was like, no, you didn't see anything. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. Yeah, it is It is mostly mental, honestly. But uh, I've actually had some pretty strange stuff happen here. In, the, in this apartment? Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, I still feel like whatever other entities, they, they know that this is my place. You know, you gotta claim your kingdom. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> You know, I may be sharing a space, but this is this this is my spot. This exactly. is it. They don't pay rent, so yeah. So how do you feel about my spot? Your Let spot's the people nice. Know. Appreciate you, that. Yeah, good location. Good location. You, you could probably. I'm get literally it. one mile from the mall. Like <laughs> like uh, when when LA Fitness was closing the pandemic, I would literally run to Baldwin and run back. I'm that close. Yeah, I was gonna say you're super close to the mall. It's crazy too because like. My my address, my physical address is Pasadena, California, but literally like the alley, that's Arcadia. Yeah, like it's say, crazy that the alley right behind me is like I'm like on the borderline. Like this is literally the borderline. I'm wondering if you could get away with getting them into Arcadia schools. Should take two steps. Like who don't? <laughs> Honestly, half of my apartment may be in Pasadena, and other half may be in Arcadia. That's yeah. so cool. like it's the, it's literally the, the borderline. Nah, you're in a prime spot. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. You could be in North Hollywood. You know, yeah. shout out to my mom. We made it out. We ain't in the hood no more. <laughs> we ain't in the hood no more, mom. Your mom moved out of that spot that you guys were at, huh? Yeah, she's all the way in Upland. And she still drives to Pasadena to work. 
Dang. But does she like it over in Upland? She likes it. You it's know? it's you a get more of your bang for your buck. Yeah. But honestly, I was telling her now, like I I was you know I was even thinking about you know moving you know a little further out. But since I work in uh, Hollywood and Beverly Hills, it's just more convenient. I mean, and I grew up Pasadena. Like Pasadena is my home. Yeah. Like I love it out here. Like people are still surprised. Like people that I graduated with, like talk to, I'm like, yeah, I still live in Pasadena. You never like, made yeah. it out. You feel me? Nah. But, um, Having success and living in your hometown is—it's uh, the best. Yeah, it's the best. But, but I was gonna say, my mom, she, um, you know, she, she uh, got a cheaper spot out there, you know, more space. But now that gas is so ex- expensive, it's like she would have damn near been paying the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm winning now. Look who's winning. Does she like it over there? For it's like less busy. Yeah. The, I mean, it's not as hectic. Suburbs, you know. Yeah, your brother moved out with her too. Yeah, he's a uh, he goes to Upland High School, but my mom was saying that he wants to transfer high schools or something. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Like when I was in high school. I just went to one high school for four years. I never transferred. Or I think it's kind of tough too moving high schools. Yeah, and, and especially when you're in the middle. His freshman year was all online too. That yeah. sucks. So it's like these kids are awkward nowadays. They don't know how to have. Human interactions. I was gonna say, but so socialize this guy. Is he doing uh, online pre-K or anything? He's not. He's one hundred percent organically taught from his immediate family. He's gonna no be a, schooling. He's homeschooling. He'll be five this month, and everything he knows, daddy taught him. He's gonna get his GED at eight. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get a job. He's gonna work at the uh, at the Taking docks. college credits at seven. <laughs> But uh, this this my meal ticket right here. You can go see him in bright lights, huh? Yeah. You can see him in the ad campaigns for Gap. Yeah, my my brother, my older brother, he has three daughters, and um, the middle one she does like a lot of like acting and modeling. Mm-hmm. She's like eight years old, so you know I'm trying to get him comfortable being in front of the camera. Papa, say hi to the camera. Hey, that was a good what, eye. What's your name? You don't know your name? No. How do you forget your name? Who's your best friend? Dada and Mama. Dada and Mama? Yeah. Uh-huh. What's your favorite drink? I don't know. You know what your favorite drink is. Orchata. Orchata. <laughs> My son is Mexican and black, but he loves orchata, you know, his roots. Happy Cinco de Mayo, fam. Say, Danny, when you go get a haircut? <laughs> when the economy gets better, when it I can afford it. I know, I'm going to grow it down to here, and then I'm going to donate it. Yeah? Make somebody a, That's what's up. a hair piece, a toupee. I've been getting a, um, a haircut every week. Shit's expensive, fam. How much do you pay for your haircut? Let's just say 2021, I spent 2500 on haircuts. Jesus. So, yeah, do the math. It's around $50. I go every week. That's what, 200 a month? Yeah. Times 12. Round that up. It's 24, 25. Jesus. I cut my own hair, if you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, I got PTSD, honestly. I told you I was on the red carpet for Robert De Niro. Yeah, 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 and I had a bad haircut, and then my family's like taking pictures of the TV, sending it to me, and I'm like tagging me. I'm like, man, I'm about to delete my Instagram. I got a bad haircut. Yeah, all on TV. But um, yeah, I feel like, and then my industry, you know, the nightlife, the club, you know, we I meet a lot of people, so I feel like in Hollywood. Like your face card is like important, you know. Yeah. If, you know, not only what who you know, what what you know is well who you know is, and you know that could get you indoors alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So opportunities. And sometimes you gotta just look like you belong. Exactly. I don't People know. ask me too. They're like, "Are you an actor? Are you a model?" I'm like, nah. Yeah. Every time you go to LA, every waiter. An actor, 
Every, yeah, no, seriously. Every host, like all actor. my exactly everybody at my job are, are all actors. Yeah, and I'm not, but um, I wouldn't really like uh, reach out like people telling me about these casting agencies and stuff. Like it's really not a passion of mine to like go out of my way. But if an opportunity does present itself, why not? Exactly. But I'm not gonna go out of my way and like try to find an agent and do all these like sell tapes and stuff like yeah. that's, that's doing the most you send in the tape and they don't even watch it yeah like I'm already doing I'm, but I meet like a lot of producers like come come face to face so you know and so you meet a lot of interesting people a lot literally the Hollywood industry is pretty small too so they be yeah. like oh I saw you with this person person I saw you at this event so it's pretty small for as many people as LA has, that group is closed off. Very. Like the... It's hard to break into. Like them. the influencer group. Like they're all at the same parties. They Everybody knows each other. Like it's such a small community. The YouTubers. Yeah. I I heard that at Coachella, like the influencers, like people that weren't the biggest influencers, but they were getting there, they had this like sense of entitlement. Yeah. <sighs> They were pretentious. That's like an L.A. thing, too. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is about these cats out here. I, I think it's like people who grew up in L.A., like you, I, and pretty much everyone else here, kind of knows how it is. But yeah. I feel the people that come... Yeah, they're transplants. The transplants have this chip on their shoulder. Like a big fish in a little pond now is a big fish in a bigger pond. Yeah. And you think... Like, just because you were hot in your city, this ain't your city, buddy. <laughs> You in L.A. This ain't Minnesota. You're not hot out here. <laughs> that, but that's that's always how I looked at it. Yeah. So, I, I think we grew up far enough away from L.A. to avoid that kind of that problem. But still close enough to to know better. This, the entitlement is crazy out here. Even at the club, like I'm like, people are like, "Oh, I came to, bro. What are you doing?" People like people like, "Oh, I came to spend money." Everybody came to spend money. Like, what makes you different? Like, yeah. What the, like, I came to spend money. Like, everybody in here came. Yeah. To, like, what are you talking about? The good question is, how did you get your money? Because that's what people want to know. And can you get more of it? Yeah. That's a lot of a lot of fraud going on. I'm well, glad I never got called for that. You know, when they get their Instagram hacked, they're like, "Oh, Bitcoin mining." Um, <laughs> Cash app $100 and it could be $10,000. Like, what fool is going to actually believe? Like, some people are just out of their rabbit-ass mind. Like, who's going to believe that? I, I always wondered how the Nigerian prince scam always, like, how it originated. Which one was that? So, it was it was geared towards older people. and They'd call them and say, hey, I'm a Nigerian prince and my family fortune's tied up. And I need this amount of money to, to get a withdrawal from uh, my bank. And then when I withdraw it, I'll, I'll pay you back and I'll give you more, and the, like $5 million more. And people would fall for oh it. Oh, my goodness. But I wonder who's the person that thought about that scam? One person probably just did it off the fly. And one person believed it. And they was like, I got to keep doing this. And they probably like mastered the pitch. Like, you know, yeah. you master it. So it's like. Like the Tinder swindler. I'm pretty sure you see a bunch of guys out oh, there. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Exactly that dude like was that. wild. I mean, that dude's a pimp, though. That's what you call pimping. That is a. Uh, that whole. Did you watch the documentary? I didn't, but I've seen a lot about it, read a lot about it. And there's, and there's like so that. many cases about that, yeah. You go, to, you go to work tonight, and you're going to see maybe 10 people that are living that lifestyle. I mean, it's not. Yes, yeah, a lot of girls you think they're on dates, but they're working women. Yeah, I realized that too. I'm like, oh, you're you're working. I remember you said you saw somebody who oh we knew yeah. who was uh you know not on not she off the block. Bad on Instagram. Like, <laughs> God damn, what is going on? Like, like just age like wine, huh? I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna say <laughs> it's a lot of but it's a lot of fake stuff going on. Like, it's a lot of plastic surgeries, a lot of uh, filters and fillers, and <laughs> filters and fillers. That, that should be the name of this podcast. What's what it's going to be? Filters, filters and, and fillers. fillers. 
that that's a that's a, that's a, a LA look too. Yeah. Like I was talking to this girl last night and she was like she was from like overseas and she was like the LA look is the fake plastic look. I'm like, damn. And it's sad because these girls are starting young too. Like they're twenty one, they're getting Botox. But they're like it's preventative Botox, but yeah. still like well, you're still putting you're twenty one years old getting Botox. Like that makes no sense. I uh I watched the I'm show. Proud to say I, guys are starting to do it too. Yeah, and they're doing it behind the jawline and everything to get it's it all not tight. That serious. It's like hey, mm. we we all natural. Shout out to the all natural people. I think that's why people like uh, like the women in New York. They have a sp- a special thing about them because they don't they don't do all the stuff that they do here. Bro, that was my face. <laughs> that was my face. You not gonna say sorry? Bless you, little beast. Damn. <laughs> he just straight up disrespected you. Disrespectful. <laughs> he like sneezed towards my face. Like it's like all this space. Let me go right towards his face. It's all good though, fam. I forgive you. You might die. But um you you, you said that uh you said they were like like people from out here what? Like New York women are different because yeah. they don't do all the all the LA thing. That's why they always say like a girl in New York is she could be a six anywhere else. She'll be a six in New York, but she'll be like a nine in anywhere else. Dude, so they different like that. Someone was uh, last night. They were saying New York is like a fast paced city, like Paris. Yeah, I believe it. I haven't been to Paris or New York. I've been to Paris. That's dope. And if you walk slow, people go around you. It's really? always on the move. And I, I was told if you ever go to New York. I think I would, yeah. I would I would fit in well because I'm like a fast pace, always on the move. Yeah. Like everybody comes to California, like oh you guys suck. The club closed at two in New York. We don't even get to the club at two. I'm like that's cool, but this California, yeah. <laughs> like we get our sleep. Not that over here. We're not about <laughs> to just change up the whole system for one person. Like, but honestly, I w- I wish we did. You know, have different hours like that because that seems like a vibe. I wish the clubs would be open from uh, 6 p.m. to to 10 and everyone go to sleep early because hey, that'll work too. Time, the prime club hour is 6 p.m. You know there was a you a Mormon or what? Not (laughs) I'm just tired and old. Jehovah Witness. Hey, did you see my Jehovah Witness TikTok where I was like playing death? Yeah, (laughs) I showed Ashley that. It's funny. So usually how that works, like I'll be scrolling on my for you page. And if I really get a kick out of it, like if I'm like, oh, this shit is funny and it doesn't seem that hard to edit, like I'll do it. Like that's usually how I get my ideas. Like I'll just redo something. So, but it's crazy too. Like a lot of my content like doesn't really come out like how I want it. And then everything, it's like, you're like, it's like vulnerable too. Like you're like putting yourself out there too. So it's like, I'll make a video and like two seconds later, I'm like, damn, this is cringe. Like I can't even look at it. Like. Just looking at yourself oh, and like that's the worst feeling. It is the worst. This is like cringiness. I got to a point where I'm just like, forget it. Like I don't even care no more. I got so much content. Like you could sit and dwell on it, and then, but I think the only person that really bothers is yourself. Everyone yeah. else is just gonna go. That's silly. Yeah. You know that secondhand embarrassment though is real. It is because I it get is. it. My older brother, he's like my biggest critique. He, like, hates everything that I do. He's like, I'm like, damn, this guy. But sometimes you need that motivation from those. Even my older brother, hey, Chris, asshole. This dude, when I told him I was running a marathon, he laughed at me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this dude, I just told him I ran a marathon. I'm needing some support from my my blood brother. And he, just and he laughs at me. So, uh, yeah, I just, just know Chris. When I ran that 13 miles and I passed that finish line, I thought about you. <laughs> he was on my mind when I passed that finish line. But I think you're, you'll do that, too, to your little brother. Yeah. When he gets older and he's, you know, in his 20s, you're going to be like, uh, why? Yeah. It actually it actually did help, like, motivate me, honestly. Like, they have people closest it's to you. Naysayers. And then it's like people that I don't even know like support me like you can do it, we here for you, I'm supporting you, like like but then the ones closest to you like it's crazy, but it's cool. 
That was a, that was a, uh, it's done? Yeah. Go change it. Go get it. But, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man, training, training for the marathon. Here, Papa. That was, that was, that was tough. That was an interesting, that was an interesting thing to do. And, um, I remember the night before I, uh, I took off work because you know I work at a club on Saturdays. I took off work because I don't I don't get home till like five o'clock and I had to be at the Rose Bowl at six o'clock. Yeah. So I took off work and I wanted to get like a good eight like eight hours of sleep, but I was just so excited. I was so excited. That's for the marathon. That's like, the, I, uh, I could not go to sleep. Did you take the pre race uh, pre race dump? I did, and um, oh, that's a whole another thing. Like I had so many. Like, you know, people, you know, you just see stuff on social media and you think like, oh, that was just smooth sailing. Like people just think it was all, but it, it was yeah. so many like speed bumps and like uh, obstacles I had to, uh, to get through just to get to that point. Like the day before we had to pick up our bib, like, which I signed up like two months before, but the bib is where your number is. Yeah. Right? I had to go pick it up. They're like, uh. They're like, okay, we need your driver's license and your vaccination card. Lost my driver's license at work a week ago, and you know I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm like, I just trained four months for me for them to say that. Sorry. So I end up taking a rapid test, and then I think the girl just let me slide uh, without having my ID, which she probably wasn't supposed to, but uh, huh. I, I, you know I did that. And That's then, the um, you found out now. I know. <laughs> And then, uh, um, so yeah, so I get to the race, you know, um, I had a coffee and a blueberry. I didn't want to do too much, you know, but, um, so I get there, I I made it on time, you know, I was like, what if I oversleep and like, I miss it. Like I was just having like, I was like, damn, I trained all this time. And, um, so like the first mile bubble guts immediately nervous. I'm like, damn. And then I realized, like, every mile, they had, a, like, a, a rest stop where, like, they had, like, water, Gatorade, yeah. and they had uh, porta potties. So, me knowing that they had porta potties, it kind of settled me down a little bit. So, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm a little calm, like, but, uh, like, literally bubble goods. So, then, uh, second mile, you know, I'm running, and I'm like, damn, I forgot to clip my toenails. So, instantly, I got 13 miles to go, and second mile, I already feel my... My nails going into my 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 feet. I'm uh. like, damn, this is intense. So then I get to like uh, six or seven miles. I'm like halfway through. I'm like, damn, like I'm like already delirious. And they had, I told you, every mile they had like uh, stops where you have like the water Gatorade. So I would usually get, get like a sip of water, and then no, I was doing. I would get a sip of water. Next mile, I would pour the water on my face, and I would switch off. Yeah. And I got delirious to the point where I got Gatorade and I threw it on my face. <laughs> you get all sticky. Burnt my eyes. <laughs> my AirPods were sticky. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just, this is crazy. Are AirPods waterproof? I have no idea, but luckily they they held on strong for me. Especially, you know what? I stick. actually had my AirPods for two years. Like you know, people. I always hear people losing them. Yeah. But uh, man, shout out to my AirPods. Been with me thick and thin. And then, uh, and then I get to like eight miles, and then the fabric of my of my Nike Under Armour, like it was like it was weird. And then like this kind of weird, but my my nipples were bloody. Then they're raw. You didn't put yeah. bandages on your nipples. No. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got the and it's funny because uh, Jeanette's sister's boyfriend, he's a marathon runner. My son's godmom, her boyfriend is a marathon runner. So he told me, he was like, "Be careful for the bloody nipples." And, uh, yeah, so I got, like, bloody nipples, like, seven, eight miles in. And then I was, like, I was getting close. Like, I was, like, ten miles cramping my leg. I had to damn near walk a whole mile. I thought it was over. And, like, while I was running, like, people falling left and right. People stretching. Like, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on. I'm, like, damn, look at them. Like, that can't be me. They We, we in a marathon. They were on the ground stretching. You know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, I caught a bad cramp, but I had to like walk for a mile, and then I finally, I finally pushed through, and uh, I made it. 
my mom was there. My mom was the only one that went to support me in my marathon. Shout out to moms. It's Mother's Day in two days. I got you, mom. My biggest Where was Chris? Nowhere to be found. Huh? Nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Laughing at me. Didn't even think I was going to do it. <laughs> it's cool. Though. I need. I needed that. But um, yeah, the marathon. And I told you, I, I trained for four months straight, no days off. Still working two jobs, taking care of my son. Like the the, the fit, like my fitness, like the last six months have been crazy. It's been uh, and I told you I've been boxing. I, I was in a, I was in a basketball league last summer. I'm probably gonna do another one this summer. Like it's just been it's just been a lot. But um, that was my first marathon, and it was it was a good experience too because it was the past being a half marathon too. So the finish line was on the Rose Bowl field. So to like being in my city, like run through my city and finish off on the field, uh-huh. like that was the best, the best feeling ever. Like it was the best. I was I was sore for like a week straight. Yeah, running is brutal on you. When I did cross country, we did Mount Sac. You ever been to Mount Sac? Yeah, I've been to Mount Sac. And they had that hill that you run up, and I was just running, just pacing. Man. People pulling over and just throwing up right then and there because they couldn't handle it. It's tough. It's tough, man. You know, uh, I realize, you know, working out and uh, it's, it's honestly more mental than physical. Like you yeah. like, like I feel like um, like even in a marathon, like my body just feels like it's going to give up. But you literally got to, you know, talk to yourself, like keep going, keep fighting like you could do it. Like it's like I, I, I literally need like my brain to like send that send that signal through my body to like, you know, manifest like you got to keep going like. I don't care what your body like. Your body saying give yeah. up, but fuck that, keep going. You you start you start uh, like trying to rationalize everything, so you get through. I'm the, an overthinker too, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you if you seen that uh, that that TikTok that I just posted too. Like I'm like always having like conversations in my head. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, you start uh, thinking in your head like overthinking when you're running. You're halfway through, and then you're like, all right, cool, six and a half miles. That's one mile six times that's yeah. two miles three times and then you start trying to make it easier on your on your brain and then that's just getting through it just... i wanted to run the um the the la marathon yeah. and that was going to be a good prep because the la marathon was in march and the half marathon was in january but i got injured like i, I had injured my foot for like two months so that kind of deterred me from keep on training but that that twenty six you know miles that's definitely the goal. I, I, I've got to do that, and you know we only getting older, so yeah. You know, for that, do you have to qualify for the LA Marathon, or you just got to pay your fee? No, nah, you just got to pay your fee. Because I think the Boston one, you got to qualify for it. For real? Yeah. But yeah, I met a I met a lot of professional runners. It was it was a good event. Like you know, I, I met a lot of people. Like they they literally run like 10, 20 marathons a year. There's some people that run a uh, hundred mile marathon or that is hundred miles in a day. Triathlon and the biking and the swimming and stuff like. But uh, yeah, the twenty like I'm just thinking the twenty six is literally double what I did. Like I don't I don't know how. You could do it for sure. How would you have your? Uh, what was your time on the half mile? Uh, it was two forty five. I think. I mean two yeah yeah two hours and forty five forty five. But um, it, it messed up because I told you I had to walk a mile. Yeah, that's like that's like twenty minute. 20 Man, minute technology mile. is crazy too because uh, I'm not even gonna lie. When I was running, there were there were some routes where like literally the way coming back was right there. So I was I was thinking about like cheating, you know, yeah. you know, cutting the corner. But when I realized, so when you pick up your bib, when I told you you had to show them your vaccination card, your ID, yeah. And there's there's a QR code on on the bid, and it's it shoots so it so so when they assign you your number, like it it like basically creates a profile. So so like like since I have my phone on me, like that's how they tracked it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, how did they get the exact timing and when I walked and when I ran? But uh-huh. you know, I had the profile, the QR code. So it it told me like this mile was, uh, twenty minutes. This mile was thirty minutes. Like. This mile was nine minutes, like, so. But I was telling you that 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 mile that I walk, it really messed up my time. But yeah, that's cool. That's a chunk of time, but hey, sometimes you just need to rest. Yeah. Like those kids I'm pulling glad over. I finished too. 
and it was it was kind of embarrassing too because I was like injured, and then I'm like already got back to the roads, but we're out we're out the neighborhood, so it's a lot of people, mm-hmm. so I kind of like you know try to push through my pain and you know, all the cameras and stuff, and then uh, like even that last week we 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 came through the tunnel and then it's like all the cameras, all the people cheering you. And it's like, damn, I'm really, like, my body is, like, done. Like, even when I got on the field, like, people just, like, fall out. I was like, if I if I lay down, I'm not getting up. Nah. So, I'm like, I'm going to just wait. Like, if I if I lay down, I'm, I'm not getting up. What what did you do after? Did you go eat or did you? Uh Yeah, me and my mom, we went to Lucky Boy. And I came home and went to sleep for the rest of the day. Bet. But, uh. It was tough. I actually had to come park in, in Old Town, Pasadena, and we took a shuttle from Old Town, Pasadena to the Rose Bowl. And um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. But it was a good experience. It was it was a really good experience. It was humbling. It was, it, it felt good to, I mean, since that was my first one, the whole goal was to complete it. It wasn't really yeah. a set time. Like, my whole goal was like, I just want to complete it. Just get like, because, you know, I could have, I could have went in it and broke my ankle, twisted my knee the second mile and not completed it, you know? Yeah. So, like, my whole objective was just to finish the marathon and just to, you know, say I did it, you know? Yeah, man, when you cross that finish line, like, they, they, they literally say your name, like, as you're coming through, and it was it was just the best feeling ever, just all the flashes, they say your name. And then when I was coming through the tunnel, so it was, like, a lot of people outside in front, and you come through the tunnel... And I'm kind of cheating. I'm kind of walking. I'm like, all right, nobody can see me right now. So I'm getting a little walk. Then this guy, he's like, come on, man, finish out strong. Finish with me. So I was like, all right, man, I needed that. You know, kept it going. Finish that. You know, they crown you, give you the medal. Like, it was it was awesome. I felt like an elite athlete. <laughs> the um, So you're going to do the LA Marathon or you going to yeah, do another half? Sure. No, I'm going to do, do a couple. You know, I, I, I wanted to, my goal is actually to do five. And um, you know they 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 start off as low as the five k's, yeah. which is three miles. So um, yeah, I want to do a couple five k's, couple ten k's, couple twenty k's. I think the half marathon is the twenty k or thirty k, something like that. But um, yeah, I, w- I want to do I want to do a couple more. You know, keep them going, keep getting some medals. You know, I got I gotta stay fit. He's about to start playing sports. Mm-hmm. I don't. My little brother, like my little brother, still can't beat me. I don't want my son and my little brother to ever think that they could beat me. You know, I'm getting old, so I gotta stay sharp. Yeah, I gotta stay sharp with them. Yeah. What are you gonna put him in? Oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna uh, introduce him to everything. My dad had me play. My my first sport ever was soccer. So when I was four years old, I played soccer, and then I played t-ball at five. Because I know you love baseball. Yeah, baseball. I played t-ball at five, and then I started my basketball career at like five or six. And then I was just literally from like four years old to fourteen, it was year round, like fall, winter, like whatever sport was in that uh, time. Like I was playing, I was playing sports year round. So I'm really excited. My uh, brother has a uh, has three daughters, so this is like the first boy. So it's, you know it gets more a little bit more competitive yeah. in sports when it's a boy. So it's exciting. And my my family's always been big on sports too. Like my dad, he plays sports in high school. My brother's big on sports, plays sports. So we're we're a sports family. So, did you do sports in high school? Yeah, I did. I played my freshman and sophomore year. I played basketball, and baseball, uh-huh. and then I got too cool and got ineligible. Nah. But um, I mean, I I still consider myself an athlete. Like I I never stopped. Yeah. But I told you like. I started boxing in the beginning of the pandemic. You know, I still play basketball, still live. So, like, the athletic journey never stops. The marathon continues. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Marathon continues. Don't stop. It do not stop. It's time-consuming, too. Like, you got to really be invested. Like, I thought about it a couple of times. Like, my little brother, he played, you know, basketball and football. But it's like you gotta really be invested. Yeah. So I I know for sure like when my son plays sports, I'm a, like whatever team I'm gonna be on the coaching staff. I may not be the head coach, 
but I'm gonna be a part of this staff, mm. like, cause I mean, it's an investment. Like, yeah, I want to do that. And plus, my son's on the team, so run BP, run drills. But uh, yeah, I remember a couple years ago, my high school reached out to like all the you know alumni that play sports. You know, they were, they had a couple positions available, mm-hmm. but that that money is just it's not always the best. It's not the best at all. And it's like as much as I really wanted to do it. Like it's just like the financial situation. Like I don't like maybe if I had another side job where I could like compensate enough to where I could give a lot of time and still be making a lot of money, but yeah. I just couldn't do it. Like I got a kid to take care of, you know. I got to pay rent, so it just doesn't work out, you know. Man. Later on, you gonna have, you'll have more time later on, hopefully. Yeah, you know. for sure. You know, maybe hopefully one of these TikToks blow up. There you go. You'd be uh, longboarding to a Fleetwood Mac song. Next thing yeah. you know, you never have to work again. Maybe get casted for like a commercial, and that booms. What have you been watching on like Netflix lately? Uh, not so much Netflix. Who? Uh, Amazon. You ever heard of a show called Vanderpump Rules? I haven't actually. It's uh, it's like a a drama show, I'm it's like, a reality show. I'm so behind. Like, there's so many things that I want to catch. Um, my girl watches reality TV a lot, okay. which I, I laugh at. And she was watching the show called Vanderpump Rules about the staff at this restaurant in West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And I was just like kind that, of making fun of That's what it. the restaurant is called or what? Uh, restaurant's called Sir. It's uh, called uh, like Sir. Hey, but I'm not going to lie, though. Like, um, you know, when your girl, she, uh, like a lot of times their shows, they'll be watching yeah. something and you're like, whatever. Like, but then you, you get you get hooked. Like I was telling her, like she's that's so stupid. Why are you watching yeah. it? And then I was like, is she really, is she really pregnant? Like, oh my god, <laughs> you get invested. Huh? And then I was just sitting down, and then you start watch, binge watching. I watched, man. I watched nine seasons of that yeah. show. I'm not gonna lie, like back when I was with Jeanette, she put me on a so many shows, like shows that I'm like, it'll be like a first season type gig, and I'm, I'm invested. I'm like in the fifth season. Like yeah. she put me on a show called Power. Like I, I love that show. And uh, she put me on All American, which one of my bros is actually. He did a lot of work. Shout out to Omar, All American. He 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 working with a uh, Madden. He does a lot of the uh, you know the video game Madden. Yeah. He's doing a lot of uh, acting. Shout out to Omar. But um, yeah, she put me on. I remember when my son was born, he was like a week old. We had binge watched Grey's Anatomy, and I, I would never give anything like that a time and day in my life yeah you know it was i got hooked i was invested it's it's a good storyline i was invested and um there's there's that new will smith show on the the new fresh prince i heard it's pretty good i haven't haven't it's on peacock have you heard of that platform i haven't even that's where i was watching the the vanderpump how much is it i think it's 4.99 a month oh that's That's not 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 terrible yeah but uh, I was looking at, at the price I pay for all these streaming services. It's Man, like, it hits you. I'll probably pay a hundred dollars. Cause I, I got I got stars. I got Hulu. I got Netflix. Stars. Uh, stars HBO like, Max. Disney Plus. Like I, I got them all. Amazon. Easy. Amazon Prime. Like I pay like a hundred dollars a month just for the easy. streaming. How service. much you pay for uh, HBO Max? It's like twenty four ninety nine, right? I forgot. Let's see. I don't know. I remember when I got the, the, the Hulu, I got a good bundle with them. It was like, I think it's like $20. And it was like a year ago, it was like $20. And it was like Hulu, Disney Plus, and, and ESPN. Yeah, I got that one. But um, but to be honest, I really, like, for what I pay, I don't really, like, he watches mostly everything, like. Yeah. But um, I don't know, it's really not that worth it, honestly. And then I pay like $70 a month for cable and Wi-Fi, too. And you, you never use it? Never use it, never hear. I, I was thinking about the, the cost of everything, and I was like, maybe I could cut some of it out. But Man, then, you really start to think, huh? Yeah, like, and then inflation, I was like, ugh. But the, I was going to cut Paramount out, and then they came out with that Godfather show, and I was like, okay, I maybe there's, after. There's like another like Lakers dynasty, like Magic Johnson show I want to catch out. I heard that's really good, too. Have you heard of that one? I it's on HBO, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it, but me I too. Check I'm, it out. I'm so behind. And I told you a lot of people that I work with at the club, like servers, bar, they're all actors too. So they'll they all have cameos or work on these shows. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to catch it out just cause, to support them. And I'm like, I'm so behind, but I will though. 
I will. Man, and Stranger Things is coming you out. Drink all your apple juice. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. I still haven't even. I still haven't even got it. The, the, the Stranger. Yeah. Stranger Things saga. That's that's a big thing. People are invested in that. Yeah. Super invested. Yeah. The third season was no joke either. It was crazy. It's coming out. I think what. Next week. Damn. I looked up where you worked because you told us the club. Yeah. A cocktail, the cheapest cocktail I could find on the menu was two hundred and twenty-two dollars. Yeah. And it's a cocktail. It's expensive. I'm telling you, like they're like people, they're they're tabs. So it's like a restaurant, and it like transitions into a club like around ten thirty, and um, it's like very high end. Like someone's tab could be like five thousand. Like easily, just drinks, dinner, five five thousand. Like, I remember you you mentioned some people that went there, like athletes and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, well that's a high roller club. But when I looked at the menu, I was like, forget. I I was gonna swing by and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Nah, that's that's okay. I'll just wait from a distance. Man, it's it's crazy. It's it's, it's a um, different environment. It's not no uh, Florentine Gardens. I'll tell you that. Nah, this is definitely. The highest of the high end culture you could get to, like the top of the top, like you feel like you're an Illuminati. When did I get here? Still my, got my soul. My <laughs> home, my homeboy used to DJ at uh, at the bodega at the Paseo. You ever been the little wine wine uh, wine lounge room that they had by PF Chang's? And Oscar, I know, I know where PF Chang's is. Yeah, Oscar De La Hoya was always there, and he always mm-hmm. had the. That dude's a freak. Hey. He gets lit and get at every single girl. Hey, let do your thing. Do your that thing. That dude's a savage. But. Savage. But yeah, the, the club industry is crazy, man. There's a lot of money. A lot of money. And it, would you say it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it costs a lot to run that club? Or, For sure. Yeah. To maintain those appearances and everything. Yeah, I mean, they got it like little stuff. Like, there's like rugs inside that they got to get them cleaned every week. And, you know, we got a big staff. And, you know, you know, customers come and they like break stuff, you know, spill drinks everywhere, spill hookahs. They they offer hookah. But Dude, I don't even want to know how much a hookah costs. Like 150 that's wild, that's wild. I remember going to a hookah bar remember remember when I was at hookah paying like 20 30 bucks like damn that's a lot don't really want to drop this I remember we were at uh, Bliss right there in yeah. Washington and you came in <laughs> and we were with Dazzle and his homies because I was I was treating Dazzle to a welcome back thing and I was like yeah. but the hookahs back then used to cost like $15 that's what I'm saying it's cheap it's and you get a, a basket of fries and a soda 30 bucks like now that's like man, it literally costs a hundred dollars to fill up my tank. I was looking at the prices now, just like of an average hookah spot, it's like twenty five dollars, thirty dollars. Not terrible, but I, I never really been like a, a hookah person though. Like I smoke weed. I used to be big on hookah in high school. I do everything that's natural. If it's not natural, it's not me. Did you ever do hookah in high school or no? The ju- summer of the summer after junior year is when we started doing it. My boy Daddy had that Mustang. I used to be like, damn, that's you, fam. You, oh, that's you in the I, Mustang. You know, I saw uh, a Sebring the other day, and I was Goldie. like, think, thinking about Goldie. And I was rest like, in peace, Goldie. My first car, my first love. I ran Goldie into the ground. Hey, I seen. Um, so my barber used to be in West Covina, and now he's in San Dimas. And um, he's he's at one of those places where it's like it's like a bunch of salons. It's like a building. It's like mm-hmm. you know a bunch of salons. And I was walking. I had my son with me. And I'm like, who is this lady? Like, why does she look familiar? And it was Kimmy. Yeah, I ran into Kimmy. Yeah, she lives out there. Yeah, I always see her at the Target San Dimas. Yeah, it was cool. Gave her a hug, chopped it up a little bit. And I was like, damn. Me and her used to have beef. Yeah, we hated each other. You want to leave us with a song for the day? Um, a song. Um, shout out to Future dropping that new album. Um, let me see. I'm going to leave a Future song. Uh, Gold Stacks by Future. All right. Gold Stacks.
Thank you for listening to the Desperate Pleasures podcast. Please rate, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you listen to and share with a friend. The Desperate Pleasures podcast is recorded in Los Angeles County, California, with the help of our marketing coordinator, writer, and co-host, John Marquez. Editing, writing, and artwork is done by Daniel Garcia, and that's me, and this is all my fault.